Good morning, class. Welcome to Art Eater podcast number 70. Uh, so today uh, we're going to be talking about the Game Awards 2022, or rather <laughs> uh, all the games that were announced there. I think that was the real uh, highlight of the show for uh, for, for most people. Um, so we're, we're going to talk about a lot of the uh, trailers and stuff that dropped and, you know, just our, our reactions to uh, yeah, all these different uh, games that, that, that were announced. Uh, some, some pretty exciting, some pretty major titles, some pretty big shocks, too. Uh, yeah, so uh, real quick, I'm your host, Richmond, um, and uh, let's let's just do a quick roll call, and then we'll get right to it. Uh, I'm Sean. I'm always here, usually. I'm actually not always <laughs> here anymore, but I edit the podcast. <laughs> uh, UX director, creative director, ex-Blizzard, now NZXT, and that's me. All right, uh, this is James Stanley. I'm always excited to be here as the resident fighting game expert here at Art Eater. And uh, I'm super excited to talk about a lot of games. Hey, I'm Thomas. I'm a front-end developer from France. And uh, once again, very happy to be there with you. What's up, everybody? It's Adam, your favorite level game designer and also pixel artist and international type on the fighter. It's right to be back here. Let's jump right in. All right, all right. So, um, I guess do we, do we want to get straight to the games, or maybe do you gentlemen want to share some thoughts about the show itself first uh, before we get into um, you know the games themselves? I can, I can, I can talk a little bit about about the show itself. I actually watched a decent chunk of it. Um, okay, so. Uh, just for context, like I, I didn't actually watch the show. Like all I cared about was <laughs> the yeah. trailers. I also afterwards. did not watch the show. <laughs> Good yeah. mix of so people I, that I, didn't watch I'm it. I'm not an expert it. on the show itself, well, but I, I'd be interested to know, like, what um, if those of us that did actually watch it, like, what, what were your impressions? Wasn't it long for, to begin with? Like very long. It is pretty long. Yeah, when I, oh, I yeah. did watch the show, and like, yeah, it, it feels like it drags on for quite a bit, to be honest. There's a lot of stuff going on, there's a lot of different reveals, but mainly they do this thing where, like, the jokes and segments in between, they can kind of take a while. For example, even for, you know, like a Crash Team Rumble game that got announced, the Crash Bandicoot came down, he's doing a little bit of a mime performance, and that went on for quite a bit, and I was like, does this really need to happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say before right. James gets talking about it that I, I feel what's gotten kind of weird is that like it, there used to be a culture in the game industry of like it was basically like games would only get announced at like these like two three conferences usually like E3 was a big one um, right and I feel like this the the game is the game industry is just kind of scattershot distributed how we announce games um, and I think like certain developers want to do their own thing which is you know hard to get enough like hyper attention for it or like other ones just announce it randomly so like i do still appreciate venues where like they can just hot drop like a bunch of cool games and i can just go to one place and get them but i think that the the era of like the function of of shows or conferences in which announcements made sense i think they're trying to hold on to that for dear life so i just wanted to mention that this is one of the few left that's trying to do it yep. even though i don't actually know off the top of my head who puts it on <laughs> i feel like i should know that anyway <clears throat> yeah i mean it's a it's a huge proponent of what the game awards was for me was it was like an epicenter for trailers announcements and uh upcoming releases um i think outside of a few site gags going on a little too long uh i do think it serves a positive purpose in terms of getting more people to know about video games 
um, in a way that probably wasn't able to. Hey, James, you cut out. Oh. We oh, lost him. You there? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. He's <laughs> back. Oh, no, you're back. You're back. You're, you're back. Right. Oh, Wouldn't it back? Wouldn't okay. it back? Right. Tra right. Tracer, you're, tracer. You, you, were about to get, you were about to get real spicy with us, and then you cut out. <laughs> oh, you were just like, my opinion is. Oh, man. And then it was like a... <laughs> go like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're back I didn't now. mean to create a spice reel, like a teaser. But anyways, um, I think, like, outside of that, um, I do think it it's a good event and venue in terms of getting more people uh, aware of video games. And... Oh, no. James, we lost you again. Oh, God, this wasn't even happening before. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I understand what the issue is. It's, it's, I, I, think, I think I see what the problem is. All right, we should be good now. Um, what right. I okay, James, hot, hot Take Opinions, part three. Okay, so uh, I think the Game Awards, it's a good thing. It gets more people involved uh, in terms of like knowing what video games mean to people, uh, what they do for people, and or what they can do for people. Um, it definitely has become a place where a lot of releases are announced, new trailers, etc. Um, I do think sometimes it gets a bit too focused on being a spectacle as opposed to having its focus on the hard work that people do in games, regardless of what company they work for and what type of games they make. But, you know, like I would say collectively, like it's a fairly decent time uh, for people to watch and learn about new like video games and stuff. So it's, it's okay. It's a little long, uh, but you know, outside of that, it's, it's pretty all right. Okay. Did you watch all of it? Like the, the, the from start to finish? Uh, yeah, I think I watched from Whoa. maybe, I mean, I might have missed like the first 10 minutes, but then like I watched everything after how, that. How, uh, how long was it? Because like just all the game trailers is like, what, like an hour? I think it was four <laughs> how, hours. I think how it's, much? I think it's like oh my hours goodness. two hours or something. Yeah, I think it, oh, okay. it lasted four hours or something like that. Because the... Oh, wow. Well, and it was, a, it was a live event. It wasn't like a, you know... Remember, we they used to do like digital events, especially during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. This was actually at a theater and did, and right. did a thing. And okay, I didn't know some people that did actually attend it, so it was a real, real actual event. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, it, and it's it's streamed, right? So they don't have to like uh, they don't have to worry about you know TV commercials and mm. and like you know any limits to how long it is, right? It's it's it like a lot of the Oscars is like unaired, right? Like this, they could just let it run, right? Yeah, but yeah. the Oscars, everybody Which is was... an actor, so, so that works maybe better. Yeah, <laughs> true. Like, they're, they're a bit more entertaining, I guess. <laughs> they can act. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the, there are a few things in there. Like, just me personally, like, just the way that the award show format works for me like there are lots of things within games that i think should be celebrated but one of my well, a few of my gripes with the just format of the show they bring in actors from like other industries and not to say that like, that should not happen not, not to say that, that should not happen but more so the fact that like i don't think that like we as an 
industry or as creators within it like you need to necessarily ride off like the sort of like coattails of like other famous actors from like days gone by like it's nice to see them at times but like you know you don't need to have to have them there to provide like legitimacy to your award show or not i think one thing that is a trap of sort of uh jeff keely's is the is the the, the fanboyism of, of his sort of enjoyment of like different Hollywood figures. Like yeah. every year for the past two, three years now, there's been an, a random actor who we've not seen in many years, but they sort of just come through and like they were prolific at one stage, I'm sure. But I mean, like, I don't know. Do we, do we really, do we really need to see it occur? Like it feels like a little bit unnecessary, you know, seeing I, Hollywood I, sort of come out to give awards and stuff. It's like, this doesn't so need to happen. Did, did they like work on any of the games? Like, is there any relation? No. No, um, not re- not really. No, like oh, some, really? sometimes, yeah, yeah. So it's like, just like, ha- hey guys, remember okay. John Stamos? He's gonna give the next award. It's like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I have I have a spicy hot ahead, take here coming from okay. my experience at Blizzard. Okay, because okay. we used to we used to get uh, this used to happen at BlizzCon. I don't know if you all remember. Like they we always get like these hosts or whatever. And Richmond was joking with the John Stamos thing, but uh, when they were looking for hosts, they were you know whatever they they actually considered people like you know mario lopez and john stamos like what and my, my <laughs> oh, wow. spicy hot take is i can remember like no one working on blizzcon this is back when it was like they haven't done real blizzcon for a while but back when they were doing all this stuff it was like it was so weird like the people that were making the decision to get people were like the people in the company that were very much uh not as connected to the rest of it so it always felt like they were trying to be real fellow kids, like, oh, who's, like, a nerd person that we can get to whatever? And then they would get people, and you'd meet with them, or uh, or in the case, like, I worked a lot on the show, you'd be editing or helping stuff, and, like, clearly none of them, like, they'd get there, and some of them, like, it wasn't their fault, but then they'd be like, what's this, BlizzCon? What, what's Blizzard? Whatever. And and I always, <laughs> here's my, my spicy take of, like, I, I totally get that part, but, like, what, what I was talking about is, like, what's so weird to me is... We're acting like the game industry isn't like pretty significantly bigger than the movie industry. <laughs> like I get yeah, like people like, recognize celebrities more because like they're people in movies, but I was like, what why are we acting like the smaller industry? Like we're way yeah, bigger. Yeah. Like we don't yeah, need yeah, these yeah. these celebrities yeah, that yeah, yeah. And, and to your point, there are enough celebrities that actually are involved in games like like hey, yeah, sure. Get like honestly get like Mark Hamill who is someone that is recognizable but actually at least works on games. <laughs> like as a voice actor yeah. or, or yeah, you know i appreciated one year for blizzcon that they did get um i forget his name off the top of my head but he's the voice of reinhardt in overwatch 2 and he's just like a super ridiculous dude that wears like a bow tie and he doesn't look like he he doesn't look like reinhardt at all he doesn't look like he sounds like that dude um so i at least appreciated that i was like oh well this guy like at least a voice actor and works on stuff oh, but it was always so weird told. they would yeah. they would hire these people that didn't work on games and barely understood why they were there anyway okay rant over yeah, yeah. just because right. like, al pacino walked out yeah to give chris george an award and it was like al pacino was there yeah al pacino yeah. Did, was did there. he know did he know that he was there well, that's right. I mean, he made a joke about that. He was like, you know, I don't really play much of the video games these days. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, brother, like, that's fine. Like, love your work, but also, like, 
uh, why? Like, it, it, why, it feels as if like we see these things happen, and it's kind of like a like a like a joke on a joke. You know, it's kind of like a ah, look at him, look at him, he's there. Oh, isn't this cool? Like, aren't we real now? It's like no. Like, what? Do you know what I'd love to hear from? I would love to see someone from like I don't know, just like a, a, a just just a random just a, just a random studio, like a like a developer who's just been working on games for a while and had a really good run on a project that's similar, or like an art director from another studio who really knows yep. their shit. Or, do you know what I mean? Like, they should be yeah. giving out these awards and talking with the people a, a little bit of length about how it is that they feel about what they've worked on because i mean like with all you know due respect in a certain way like sure i'm not going to say opportunity doesn't know anything about creating things obviously he does but it's just like yeah like you, you want the people who are more relevant to the scenario to be handing out these awards i i, I will fans. say i will say in defense of certain game shows again experience from blizzcon putting the actual developers on stage in front of people is really rough for a lot of them yeah, because be they also. are not trained to be in front of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you gotta, <laughs> um, you gotta set them up to succeed. You can't just uh, plop them. Uh, I'll, I'll give you all an example. You, you know how, like, when they try to make esports players look like football players and it doesn't oh, work? Oh, the arm folds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I'm not here to say that there shouldn't be celebrities. Like, for instance, I know they had like. Uh, Chris Judge do a, a pretty like moving speech and that's fine because he he worked like hard on God of War he did all the motion capture he acted it he worked with the the game developers like yeah and he's like a, a well-known voice actor right so yeah fine put celebrities I'm not necessarily saying like yeah just put awkward developers up there because that will go predictably <laughs> for sure but but it is more to say that like I don't think we need to be uh I just think it's very immature almost like a immature way of thinking like oh people need to see celebrities they recognize even if they have nothing to do with this stuff yeah. and mm. it feels it feels kind of insulting and insulting more because i'm like i feel like it'd be one thing if this was a burgeoning industry and we were trying to get star power in but like video games make like hundreds of billions of dollars billions. more than the movies do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that's that's also yeah. the um, the it's also because this way because i would say most um <laughs> big companies don't want uh they want the the brown to have the power not the individual otherwise yes. you you will have trouble like for example take jeff kaplan leaving the over overwatch for example or kojima and konami or stuff like that and even um <clears throat> there's a game by uh, the new game of ken levin that uh, that was announced in the the game awards yes, too yes. and ken levin is very known for being very you know um having the creator syndrome like a bit like the the egoistical creator syndrome of Auteur syndrome uh, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah i'm don't, that's I, a good point thomas so yes, so yeah. it's i think it's now that the the stars will, don't want to exist it's more that the the companies don't want them to exist that much because if they leave and uh, it's a very volatile volatile industry uh, it's gonna be hard to replace them, basically, and we we can see it with uh, Jeff Kaplan at Overwatch or other other people everywhere. Actually, uh, you make a, a good point. It actually, is making me realize, like even as an example with God of War, I blame a lot of the things I don't like on that from the original game developer uh, David Jaffe, who was also like Twisted Metal, yeah. not well known for being like a, a super cool guy. And I think I remember they were like, oh, the original, one of the original creators is coming back for God of War. This was like before 2018. And I was like, oh no. And then they were like, oh, it's Corey Barlog. And I was like, oh, okay, thank God. It's not, it's not the mm. the guy that's kind of a dick to everybody. So like, I think you're, you're, you're to your point, maybe sometimes 
video game personalities have not been a net positive for the brand. <laughs> that's so true. They can, so true. they can be. Yeah. I think they can be, but that's uh, that's the individuals and individual individuals are you know maybe can be uncontrollable variables <laughs> like uh, like yeah. exactly yeah. like Kojima for example the, who does whatever he wants. Kojima is a good example. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. God, I would yeah. love to do an episode all about that. Just the fact mm-hmm. of just the demystifying like the author and thinking about how it is that you know when when a person becomes like a project creator in a sense sort of you know when they say a kojima game you know yeah. like that that's uh it, it, it's more so than just like the one person obviously <laughs> but like we know that but do people really not you know not know because sometimes they don't sometimes people genuinely have had conversations with people where they think that like one triple a game is produced entirely by one singular person whose name they've just heard and they really think that that, and it's like and it's not it's not a they're so stupid thing it's more so a what does that say about how we're positing the idea of game i don't want to go off on a a tangent but i do want to mention it because i actually just think it's funny my dad um talks about tesla like elon musk literally does everything like i'm not i'm not here i'm not here i'm not i want to talk about elon musk it's more just it's exactly what you're saying which is like i'll be talking about it and he'll be like you know what what he's done He's added this thing to to the the Model Y or whatever, and I'll be like, D- Dad, you know that Elon Musk does not, in fact, like decide whether or not, like, like the, he does not, in fact, make the car, right? Like, but but it, to your point, it's it's much easier for people to just be like, oh right, this game is just made by one dude instead of you know hundreds of people working to, hard. to crack the joke. Yeah. To crack the joke. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's my design. About, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. When, when we hear about like, uh, oh, this is how this designer like does things, you know, like wholesale, mm. as if like there's not a team of people or over a team of people, over another team of people working on these things, you know, like there's, there are hierarchies within these structures that you know facilitate the, the, the ideas. But it's not just like, oh, one guy goes, oh, you know what, we're just doing this. And then like everyone's like, all right, shit, like it's yours then. You, you just, oh, oh you sorry. Just did the I, thing. Like, I do need to say, um, Stardew Valley, that actually was made by one guy. Yeah, at least the yeah. first version. Oh, no, wait, yeah, I can't, I can't <laughs> wait to see the... <laughs> I can't wait to see the cover yeah. of Zeka Tactics that's going to to be written Richmond Lee's oh, Zeka oh, Tactics. Oh, Richmond, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want that, I want that. And he's yeah. going... Oh, a, a, a Lee exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> a Richmond Lee game. A Richmond right. Lee game, yeah. <laughs> From the guy that brought you the 12 principles of animation in Dark Soul Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Zeka my Tactics. God. Yes. <laughs> I am of the school of Lee. I, I'm of the school of that shit got me started. That, that shit is a. Yeah. I, will, I, will, I, will, I will die on that hill. Right now. Yeah. That's, that's where I am. Yeah, we need, yeah. We need to bring our own star power in the show. Like, from Richmond, you start first. Well, it, like. okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, okay. At, at the risk of starting another tangent, you know, you yeah. know what I'm getting from all this is. The game awards are kind of like out of touch. Like I, you know, like yeah, I yeah. would like to hear more from the creators. Yeah. So clearly, there needs to be like like an equivalent of uh, you know like some sort of like like indie cons festival. You know, clearly there should be an art eater awards that, <laughs> yeah. that everyone should listen to at the end of every year. Oh, yeah. That'll be that'll be the final word on it all, right? Perhaps right. that might occur at some stage. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. all right so uh, shall we uh yeah, let's, okay, get let's, get, let's, let's get to the meat of it let's get to the game so okay i i just want to throw out a, a, an easy one uh street fighter Go 6 what'd you guys think of the new uh, oh, trailer yeah. some of the new stuff they showed off i think about marisa yeah 
you think about Marisa a lot. I think about Marisa a lot. I like this Marisa featuring other characters game. It's really cool. <laughs> this is coming from someone who loves Kimberly, but yeah, uh, Marisa made a huge impact uh, in that trailer okay. to a point that I. I don't know, man. Like, I kind of want to describe this describe to the listeners, just in case they don't know who uh, she's Marissa like is. Juggernaut, but like hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is not how I would have described yeah, it, but it's but her, a, that's accurate. Oh, yeah, she, even the hair. She's an she's an You're like, not wrong. She's an Italian. Even, even the helmet. Yeah, she's a even, two meter even tall. Her hair. Yeah, two meter tall woman oh. from Italy that uh, is inspired by Greece and ancient Rome, and uh, her hair is is basically sculpted as um as a soldier uh, helmet. And she's like a Trojan and, helmet. Yeah, right? and she's big, like big, big woman, like uh, the type. She's eight. Yeah, yeah, the type of uh, of uh, um, bodies of body for women that we don't see a lot or even never in fighting games. Never. So I think the, the only one that I can think about was one of the characters in uh, Tobal. I think they had, uh, you know, a big yeah. blonde lady. Uh, Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, she. Yeah, Mary and Tobal was great. Yeah, and she yeah. does Pancras. Uh, the the. Yeah, the old, creation, yeah. Yeah, yeah pancreation. Pancreation. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah, she she she. The, it's odd. the first shot you see her. She's wrestling a lion. Put it out there. <laughs> yes. And she is like bigger than the lion. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I, she made. A, she like stole the show on the because two other characters were in the trailer, DJ and um, and Manon, and uh, like everybody, like obviously I'm French, so and my French peers were like Manon, I want to see Manon and stuff like that. They saw Marisa, they were like, oh, forget about Manon. Marisa is older, <laughs> is older. I like she 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 managed to de- to 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 turn. The, people to to her so french people to abandon yeah. the french french character wow. so she's uh she turned foes into fans baby That's yeah what she does it's the power like the power yeah, yeah. she she, she the power she, to fight like she hooses power like she eats people yeah. you're like wow she doesn't fight people she destroys people <laughs> like she just dis- like like it doesn't even look like she's fighting people it just looks like She's just dismembering and like devouring people. Like like all of her moves are just extremely brutal and they look satisfying to do. Um and I mean like her appeal is just it's it's undeniable. Uh I I, I almost wish that she had her own feature trailer just so that like you could see more. Um and I think Capcom is aware that like you know, people are very happy with her design. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I wanted to mention, uh, uh, sorry, real quick, just before, before you were mentioning her her uh, hair, I just wanted to mention her hair is really weird, cool. Yes. It's like because at first I was like, is she wearing uh, uh, like a hoplite helmet? Because she's definitely Roman themed or a Greek or Roman themed. But it's like they made her hair in the sh- like it it comes like the bangs come out in the shape of like a hoplite helmet opening. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. Anyway, okay, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Richmond. Oh, I just wanted to ask you about um, maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, Pancration, her her fighting style there, and how it's referenced in the game. Absolutely. Okay, so this is really cool. Uh, martial arts is a massive part of my life, obviously. Yeah. 
but basically it's a submission based like contact sport with like some really intricate and intriguing rules so it's an olympic sport too and it basically in its original meaning it means like all powers it's like pan crachi on like but yeah it's kind of like only biting and gouging like specifically barred from it and stuff but like quite literally very much like modern modern mma anyway they combine the best of both like boxing and wrestling with kicks, holds, and like various different locks and chokes as well on the ground. And one of the most important things about that is the ability to transition from a top holding position over to being able to punch somebody. And then once you're back up on the feet, you're going to be able, you're going to be punching, kicking again, and then again introducing mixed takedowns. And that's one of the most important things about this: being able to wrestle and utilize those different locks, those different holds, all of those different things. Many of the techniques that we're familiar with today, for example, shoulder locks arm bars, rear naked chokes. These are all things which have been employed in pancreation from like many, 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 many years ago. It's quite actually, it's quite funny actually that like when the original sort of like, you know, um, Olympic games sort of like disappeared and like were abolished by like the Christian emperor, uh, Christian uh, emperor, like, like Theodosius or Theodosius, I think, a long, a long, long time ago, over a thousand like years of like Olympic glory basically faded off into obscurity. But Revivalists have actually been working to like bring the sport back over time, and in essence, it's kind of funny now, especially with respect to the wide sort of like boomer market appeal that the MMA scene has been, you know, feeling and seeing, especially due to the UFC, due to one, due to a bunch of different things as well, like Bellator, all sorts of different things like that. The way that mixed martial arts exists currently now is very, very much thankful and grateful in my opinion to its roots in other different forms of you know other mixed versions of martial arts such as pancreation from back then but yeah an incredibly incredibly interesting martial art and sports system is really really cool really really just like full of excitement and really cool kicks holds joint locks like some of the things that you'll see for example in like the finals of different like olympics for example a post in a um a uh, pancreation like minus 84 kilogram like fight here like these guys are about my weight just to shout that out but yeah like these guys here when, when you watch these people throw each other around and like when, when they're kicking when they're punching when they're throwing their locks and grapples out when they're for example you'll see people suplex someone else and then like punch him do you know what i mean mm. like it's really nice. really intriguing to watch so yeah like just definitely give that a, a look and listen just uh that's p-a-n-k-r-a-t-i-o-n for all the people out there but like yeah it's really nice to see yet another martial art introduced into the um into the street fighter fold. I was really happy with a jury in Taekwondo. I'm really happy with Marisa and Pancration. Mm. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Comparatively, I was kind of disappointed with Manon, which because she's supposed mm -hmm. to do judo. Um, and uh, the reason why they picked judo is that because judo is, um, is uh, very popular in France and we had many world champs uh, like Teddy Reiner and David Douillet. So it, it makes sense. But they kind of switch made something strange because she's also a top model and a, a ballerina so she's not actually moving like someone doing judo which was a bit disappointing to me if i'm being honest yeah. like i was really like thinking like oh my god there's going to be this like tall like kind of slim lady doing judo it's gonna be awesome and she's like dancing and i had and I felt like I had seen this before with uh, Lily in Tekken, which is also yes. a French-speaking character, kind of blonde, kind of rich, kind of well-dressed and doing dance moves. So I was like, ah, a bit disappointed, to be honest. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and I think one of the... Th yeah. on. Sorry, sorry, go, go. No, no, I was just going to say, I think one of the intriguing things about that is like, 
when we think about dancing, one of the most intriguing things is like dancers and the way in, in which they move and the flexibility, the strength of core mm. strength, it's the footwork incorporated. Like so much of it, so is so similar to fighting and martial arts. Yeah. Like we often say, you know, people able to you know dance in a sense like they're very they can they can end up becoming quite good at martial arts in essence because of the fact that you know they can memorize moves well or like they've got good muscle memory they've got good footwork all these things but yeah it, it's it's a little bit I, I feel you and i agree with you but also like i, I just i want to see how it is when she's mm-hmm. like actually like out to how it feels to play because like the move to me like I, I feel I feel both ways about it. Like the hits on some of the moves, they feel so like dainty and like light. But I think that kind of also further denotes like a strength of hers. You know how she can just like, for example, we've just been speaking about how big and heavy Marissa looks, but just how she just like lifts her up so easily and sort of like so like drops her on the ground quite lightly, but like it still does damage. It's like mm. it's a bit of a juxtaposition there. So I think it could be quite intriguing. But I definitely do share in the disappointment that again. It could have been cool to see mm. a more specifically judo-focused like character, and seeing them really honing in on that would have been really cool. Mm. Because I mean, like we've had other characters that exist like this, but not quite like her, and that could have been interesting. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. it's it's sorry, it's weird to say, but like part of me misses Abel. <laughs> I was just about to mention him. Yeah, like yeah. I, 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 it's almost like you, it's almost like I appreciate him more now. <laughs> that he's gone <laughs> then i i mean because i played him in four when i did play it but like i i kind of miss the feeling of a very linear character that is just you know i am judo i am so what was it savate or it was something else that he did but it was close enough to judo that i was just like you know what i just want i just want this back um and there's no disrespect yeah, to Mono. Mono's cool but yeah 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 but, but abel is but uh, Fedor really did back in the day yeah yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, shout one of the goats there. Yeah. Yeah. I think if anything, I would I, I'm probably one of the, the, the people that I mean, once I say it nobody will be surprised, but uh the glamour outfit that she has in the trailer, I kinda wish that that was her actual yes. like yeah. original design. I think I would have been happier to play with that. Uh just because it's like if you're gonna put her in that energy of being this glamorous person, just let me experience that right off the bat with playing her because her moves are already elegant and like mm-hmm. uh very light and dainty anyway so that's just me oh, that that's got to be like a playable costume right there's no oh, way sure. that piece that. And, i yeah. think it is yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah but uh very interesting yeah there was also uh dj coming back and uh of course and gp i don't know yeah, yeah. jp yeah, JP. a new character yeah. with uh, with psycho power yeah. and uh, a cane and long yeah, white yeah. hair, old old guy with white hair, so yeah, very classy. I, okay, okay. Dose I, I like... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he look just like uh, uh, Christopher Lee as uh, Saruman? Oh yeah, yeah. Right? I could see that. Yeah. He's, he is. Uh, I like to call him uh, Sigma Myar Grindset Saruman. <laughs> oh man, that that that's perfect. Man, I can't I can't unsee that now. I yes, totally I see that. <laughs> a dapper, yeah. really dapper old dude. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah, invested early in crypto. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. What's funny is I'm that lie, though, like, in his bio, it says that he's uh, the director of a non-governmental organization or something like that. So he could have invested yeah. in crypto. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, of course he is. Itself. No, no, he... he I'm totally serious. Like he has that look. Like they really nailed that. Like, mm-hmm. he, <laughs> you know, he looks like the, the like a post 
sometimes you'll see ads for like uh, uh, HGH or something. It'll be like so just some really ripped like old dude, and they're like, <laughs> you could be this guy. Like he's seventies and he's he's you know he's still like hanging out on speedboats with hot chicks and yeah, like it, it looks like he's living that that life. That is partying. So I saw a cool little article a while ago speaking about the fact that, like, JP, in essence, he feels like old money personified, as they put here. <laughs> like, they're just talking about the fact that, like, yeah. this old Russian man who appears to be, like, so well-dressed and, you know, not very much a fighter at all, when in universe you've got all these different, you know, super buff, ripped-out people, which he still very much is, but, like, when you've got a Ryu standing next to him, or someone like a Ken, or someone like, like just quite literally any of the other characters, like, mm. he just looks as if, like, he's so much more of a different like class and i think that it would be kind of interesting if they speak about just like the fact that okay is he some kind of like financier is he some kind of like shadowy organizational like leader like oh why, he's got he psycho power like yeah exactly i think i think yeah. it will be interesting to see how he's it, got a cane like, reach into that. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah i, I think yeah. it will be really cool yeah 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 I mean, he could be looking to, like, either hire or eliminate some of, like, the best fighters in the world, possibly. He spoke about the fact that, well, it's sort of alluded to in this trailer that, you know, speaking about Bison and his sort of obsession for, like, a, a body that could find psycho powers, like, you know, powers useful and it could, like, like, like could uh, be housed within, looking for the perfect vessel, so to speak. And, like, yeah, like, I think, I think it's really... We, we have a lot to see about this character hmm. and also yeah. the fact that like he is just so damn stylish is a really cool thing to see as well because I, I love seeing characters that are dripped out especially if they're older yeah it's, it's interesting that you uh bring up like you know him looking for a vessel potentially for for bison uh i think that marisa may have a similar position in relation to gil uh, I, I think that there's a lot of, I mean, the fact that she does pancreation is one thing that, you know, would link her to the Illuminati, but, uh, I think like, I, I, I might be, I don't know if I have all the information on this, but I feel like, uh, her, uh, working with jewelry and, you know, gold, I feel like it's yeah. a, a correlation to, uh, elements that have already been like referenced with Street Fighter characters with like Gil uh, with with Arian, um, and I feel like they're they're kind of like emphasizing that her element potentially is gold. Um, no, hello. Oh, it caught you out. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, no. Saying about her element being gold. The the Illuminati cut James off. Yeah, he was on something. Oh, yeah. Too much. <laughs> he was on something. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. I just saw like a a, a, a naked man uh, kind of run past my apartment. What? <laughs> He was he was he was like throwing like electrical spheres, and I just kind of had to look out for my safety. Sorry about that, guys. Crash! I am real quick. What? Yeah. 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 I gotta be careful yeah. talking about this Illuminati stuff, guys. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think that she has uh, a correlation to to Gil. I don't think she works necessarily for Gil, but maybe like another character within the Illuminati that might work for Gil. Um, like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, I would say that, because uh, a lot of her moves, actually, um, if you look, or if you've noticed an old, there's like a Capcom Cup Street Fighter V stage, where it's literally like a statue of like a Roman like fighter, and yes. one of the moves that's featured in the trailer is literally 
the same move that this uh, statue actually is showing. So I feel like she's probably got, I don't know, like I, I feel like she has some sort of connection to uh, the Illuminati in this game. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's something going on with that. <laughs> okay, shall we continue? Let's go. Okay. Oh, oh, wait, oh, sorry. Was it oh. Richmond has one more thing to say? Oh, sorry. Sorry oh I just. Oh, uh, I, I just noticed uh, JP stage just, um, you know, it, it looks like it's set somewhere in like northern Asia and the Himalayas, yeah. like maybe Tibet or Bhutan. You see like some Buddhist Vajras and like the, the, the line of flags. Um, so it's interesting, right? Like, because we were talking about mm -hmm. Illuminati and like, you know, these boss characters and he's got like kind of a religious, well, an overt religious theme to his background, right? Mm -hmm. So it implies a... Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. like we see, I, I agree. Yeah. We, we we see that again very much so in Gil. You know, like, let me be the blesser of all sins. You know, like it's it's interesting yeah. when you hear about how religion's been sort of like implicated within the character's mythos. But we can get into that another time for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, okay. We could spend all night on this. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Wait, wait. I want to say one more thing about the Street Fighter trailer, though. Um, oh, did you notice the the mini games? Yes. Oh hell yes. yeah! Yeah. That was cool. I I'm really excited for that. Because um, and and people you know online have oh. been speculating about this, but it looks like uh, those are probably the tutorial to teach you like basic inputs. So rather than just you know like oh you're Ryu throw a fireball three times, it's like hey like do a quarter circle forward and then you you get to devour this delicious you know buffet of food, right? Mm -hmm. Do do a charge attack <laughs> properly and you can cut the bottles and you know oh do it properly and you like I love that they're turning it into WarioWare. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah that's the right way of doing it's it. it's the yeah. right mindset because instead of just turning it into a chore it's like no make it fun like make it engaging because even for someone who's experienced who's like this is you know baby stuff i know how to do this but it's like when it's a mini game it's more fun for experienced players too so, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, great. that bodes well i think i think they're really really thinking about a good user experience yeah, yeah. that's one of the things yeah. that uh that has been missing in fighting gaming in recent years is the 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 playfulness, I would say, of uh, of basic things like uh, doing quarter circles or stuff like that. Like it's very satisfying when you are learning about doing them, and you throw your first mm -hmm. fireball. You're like, oh, I can do it! And so having yeah, yeah. like taking this little win and putting it out of the context of a fight is a very good thing. And and I don't know if you know, but there's a modern way of playing uh, in with in Street Fighter Six with uh, a special button with direction instead of quarter circles and uh, dra dragon punches and stuff like that but when you are in this mode you don't you can actually do the command moves too so basically if you are playing the simplified way you can still incorporate quarter circles and real commands in your gameplay and your moves will do more damage and have better friend data so basically it's uh, mm. you, you know you can transition without committing 100% to it. So that's mm. that's a great way yeah, of doing win -win. it. That's cool. Mm -mm. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now, I, just, I just mentioned one other thing as well. Just um, excuse me, the fact that um, the background, since we just mentioned them before, like there's an area in like at the start of one of the um, parts of the video where like they are, I think it's like they're having like, a, like an in-world fight basically in like what looks to be New Jersey. And like where, the, where they were fighting, 
was like quite literally so close to like the area that I stayed in in actual like Jersey City. I was just out there like a couple months ago now, and like I literally noticed it. It was so 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 close, and I was like losing my mind at the fact that like the places were completely similar looking. Just so when they've done a lot of really good research with respect to like their background, like research on the actual background and stuff. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that because like it's just super nice. Like I was looking and I was like, wait, that looks like exactly like where I was. That's crazy. So yeah, it's really intriguing to think that these people have, you know, worked on something so much so that you know you could recognize an area in real life. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. One one thing yeah. I want to bring up really quick, uh, being a Capcom versus SNK fan and almost scholar in a way, um, there was something I saw uh, in the Street Fighter Six trailer that really caught my eye. There's a particular stage that is backlit. Um, where there's a wall, there's like a huge like like light that's like placed on it, and it shows an overcast of the shadows of the characters that are fighting. Um, and it looks like it's part of a world tour mode. Um, it immediately made me think of the final fight stage in Capcom versus SNK One, mm. yes. uh, where mm. the, it's similar lighting, and basically when you pass a certain area of the stage the character silhouette is like shown like larger than life behind them on the screen and it mimics like the moves and they're fighting and it makes the fighting look so much more dramatic and uh interesting and uh i think this is nakayama's doing because he's a huge uh capcom nerd much like mm -hmm. myself and uh he likes to litter the game with uh, a lot of references to stuff that they've made in the past that was like uh, visually breathtaking. Uh, if you've never played Capcom vs. SNK 1, the backgrounds in that game are surprisingly amazing. And uh, yeah. I think you should check it out. I know. That's the best presentation, mm. I think, of any uh, Capcom fighter. Oh my God. Yeah, just overall package. Yeah. <laughs> I just noticed in the in in the France stage when Manon does his uh, introduction, there's a little girl behind there and she's wearing a beret. <laughs> Like, yeah. oh, like no. it's so French. Oh like, like we need more Frenchiness. Like, at the beret oh, on the man. kid. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, are, are, she's literally looking at like a clown, like a Harlequin. Right? <laughs> yeah, probably a mime because you know we have mimes at every, oh, no, every right. corner right. of the street here. Oh no, you're right. It's a mime. Yes. He's, he's pretending to be trapped or something. Yeah, you cannot. <laughs> I, I swear to you, man, you cannot walk in France without encountering a mime. It's terrible. Anyway, oh my god, Adam, yeah. I just saw the comparison photo you posted. That is <laughs> yeah. so spot on. Wow. Yeah, I was literally like exactly where it is that they were. Oh my I was god, like, yeah. Crap. Like, I was, I was literally walking around that exact like area. They changed like a little bit, but I was walking around. And I was like, wait, like that's a real place like <laughs> where i was and i was just like what the fuck like it's so crazy like it, it's a, yeah there's, there's a really weird feeling of watching a fighting game background be somewhere where you've been and it's just really odd it's really really strange yeah, yeah. I, I think this is aj's way of saying without saying that he is a battle hub dlc Oh, and dude, I, you, you to, could uh... post that photo of yourself, and someone <laughs> would believe that you were like a like a, a character in the game for sure. Yeah. Um, the, the Resident Evil engine is doing wonders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Like, you see the shadows on that guy? Oh my god, the texture and all. Let's go! Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just had to share that one because it just felt it's yeah, it just felt too spot on. It was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. 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 Finally. Which, All right. Let's move on. Which games? Next game.
Which one? Um, um I mean, we got to talk Hades too, right? Like we have. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. Oh man, right. I. Man, you know, <laughs> one of those things happens where the way that they introduced the trailer, it was just kind of like, "Hey, look at this random shit." Like, it didn't say that it was Hades or anything. Like, it was just like, "Hey, just you know, look at this random shit." And uh, I'm gonna just put it out there: I am a Spencer Wan stan and a Gen Z stan. Uh, I love their art, and I love uh, Spencer Wan's approach to animation. So those are things that I immediately knew. I was like, this is Hades 2, without saying anything. Like, the moment I saw the first shot, I was like, this is Hades 2. It better be Hades 2. I don't want to hear no backstory about Hades 1. This is Hades 2. And the moment that that trailer, like, did any sort of, like, movement, particle effect, what have you, I was like, yeah, this is Hades 2. And I... It was weird because, like, the moment that I that I, I realized it, right, I was just like, holy shit, this is just animated so well. Oh, my God, more Spencer Wan animation. I'm so happy. And then when the, the, the logo came up to say Hades 2, it made me that much more excited. <laughs> so I, I'm actually hyped to play Hades 1 all the way through, uh, even more so than I was before. Uh, I need to do a romance. Like, like it made me want to go back to play Hades 1 again like I never played it again. Just seeing the trailer. Uh, the designs are insanely good. It is so... Uh, it's almost unfair how beautiful uh, this game is. Um, if you have not watched the trailer, I highly recommend watching it. Um, even if you're not into games, uh, it, it has some of the most beautiful uh, animation. Uh, you feel the, the, the energy and creativity from the Super Giant Games team, um, and even, like, Gen Z's designs yes. are, they feel even more confident and even more just incredible based on, like, her uh, color choice and, like, her approach to these designs. Like, it is some of the best-looking art that I've seen in, in games. Uh, coupled with Spencer Wan behind the animation and, like, his aesthetic and style, like, it is it is just beautiful, man. Um yeah, more people need to know about Hades. Like everybody needs to play Hades. I don't care if you don't play video games, play Hades. <laughs> just, just, just play it. Like I, I can't. It took. Uh, yeah. It took time for James to start Hades, but yeah, now he's he's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like just just play the game. I don't care. Yeah, it's gonna hurt sometimes when you play it. But just play it. Like yeah. just just do it, man. It's so good. Yeah, it is good. Oh, I'm so excited for Hades too. You don't even know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's gonna yeah, definitely. That's that's funny how there's a kind of apparently it's going to be um, the final boss is going to be the the Titan Kronos, <clears throat> and so uh, the the environment environments that were shown in the trailer had a very different vibe, like more dark, a bit more brown, more I don't know, desaturated, and uh, it's a very it's very different, and yet it feels a bit the same. So that's uh, that's that's just yeah. a demonstration of how good they are. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, one thing that I thought was intriguing is the fact that, like, at least environmentally, there seems to be a lot less of a focus on the idea of blood as an environmental, like, you know, uh, constructional like device. So, for example, like, you just see a lot less of it, like, on the ground. You see a lot less of it as a means of, like, you know, you didn't seem to see anyone get revived out of blood as well. That's a huge thing with Zagreus. Like, do you know what I mean? It's mm. one of these things that we've seen from, like, them for a while now. 
and oh crap, the image is not going through. But yeah, just it's one of these things we've seen for a while now. Like the idea of that red, deep, scarlet blood being like a sort of um I mean, to like just communication in terms of that first Hades game. Now the primary color of this game seems to be green, like a, a bright, you know, greenish, tealish, turquoiseish type hue tone. And it's like I think that will be really intriguing to see how that gets incorporated, not just in a sort of visual level, but on a story-based level too. I think that'll be really, really cool. Yeah. Uh... Also, as well, just to shout out the fact that they've actively started to go in on um thinking about how it is that um the main character now is like melanoi is mm. her name uh, just about how it is that she is going to be central to this like ancient world in essence um yeah it'll be really really cool to see the fact that like we're going in not of, not as zagreus has mentioned before but like as a relative like of theirs too i was just putting in something in that i just found earlier but in essence like she's uh, zagreus's sister and she's not a character of like their own like invention she's based on like an underworld deity thought to be related to like hades himself so like apparently there's not too much of a mythology that exists about her specifically but there's more than enough to make these people want to you know explore like her story as this was written by the uh, the faqs page for hades 2 but i mean i think that we'll see a lot of really intriguing character designs once again we'll hear some really stellar voice work just as last time i think that they really knocked that out of the park especially there's one thing which people do speak about of hades you know visually it's beautiful but also audibly it's fantastic as well so shout out to everyone there but yeah i just I'm really, really pleased with the fact that such a game of high caliber is going to be coming out again, and I'm sure that people will, you know, really, really love it. They'll release it to another set of, you know, critical acclaim and much applause, I'm sure. It's going to be really cool to check yeah. out. Yeah. It's like if you if you turn the music off in that game, which I wouldn't I wouldn't normally do intentionally, but I think if you do turn the music off, it just becomes ASMR whenever anybody talks. Like the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the voice work in this game is, uh, like just leagues above like things i've heard in other games uh i i i can't stress enough like how much this game is like a a complete package for anybody like even if you're not like big into like you know maybe you don't consider yourself like an art nerd or anything like that it's like it's uh, the game is undeniably beautiful like i i think that like uh it would convert anybody uh into just you know, either loving really good art or just hot people. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, it, the, the game is, like, it, it, it streams exactly what its visual aesthetic is. And uh, it's incredibly consistent and always uh, surprising. Like, you, like if when you play through the game the first time, like, uh, you will constantly be surprised at how beautiful the game becomes in a lot of different ways. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited for it. And if you have not played Hades by now, what are you doing i know it's contradictory for me to say that because yes. it took me a long time to play it but like, one to like honestly like uh <laughs> what are you what are you doing i get why people were trying to like kill me to play this game i, I get it now like it is it's, it's fantastic yeah nothing else to say on this i can't wait but it's going to be it's going <laughs> to have an early access so uh it's going to be uh we're, yeah. we're far far from playing it finished i think but yeah yeah can't wait I just want to ask one last thing, but like Richmond, what do you think about like the animation of the trailer itself as well? Because like no oh, really one knew until it said, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 really distinct. Um, it, it's it's really well done. Um, I, I remember the first Hades trailer uh, also had a very very nice, mm -hmm. uh, very mm -hmm. cool uh, animation for it, and 
I, I think it's really cool that um, not only is it beautiful, but they made it match the in-game graphics. That's like a whole another level of thought to it. Because yeah. a lot of times it's just like, hey, just, you know, make some cool looking animation. It's like, yeah, we'll try to get it close. But like, this is like really like, uh, they they really, really put another level of polish and cohesion to it. Like, like just the way it's inked and stuff is like really similar to like the actual in-game graphics and, and vice versa. I think the in-game graphics are even more impressive than the first game. It looks mm. even more like hand drawn yes. and it's not even like, like a, you know, anime or cell animation. It looks like a moving comic, like a lot of like spot blacks, mm. very like bold lines, a lot of line width variation and just very like expressionistic uh, color, right? It's not, it's not like super literal. It's, it's, it's really cool. What's interesting is uh, it, it it has spot blacks, but yet doesn't feel like blatantly Takeshi Koike. Like it still mm. feels its good own. Point. It still feels yeah. like its own thing, where it could have yeah, easily cool. fallen into that. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel too much like Koike or or another artist that we're going to talk about soon, Mike, Mike. Mignola, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good transition. <laughs> yeah, I saw it going yeah. out. I had to, I had to, just to make that one. Yeah, that was, that's cool. <laughs> Talk to him about Mike. Talk to him. Tell him. <laughs> what should we know about Mike? Yeah, what should, what should we do about all Mike? All right, all right. So Mike Mignola is the creator of Hellboy, which is, I think, the next game on 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 the plate here yes what do, mm-hmm. yeah what'd you guys think web of weird oh my god i thought it was so cool i wasn't what's, what's kind of funny like i wasn't really expecting a hellboy game coming soon oh no know. yeah it's quite, it's quite it's quite left field but like it feels good though it doesn't feel like out of place in a sense it feels as if like i've been missing hellboy in media and i think that when with a character like this that is also so visually you know um significant and visually uh, memorable i think that with the style being so specifically cell shaded with those really dark deep blacks and you know the one note panels and all the rest of that like i, I just really like the fact that we've been so we, we're at a point now where we can where we can stylishly sort of like capture the essence of like someone's art in a in a 3d mm-hmm. game in a way that doesn't feel as if it's like gimmicky or as if it doesn't feel as if it's like oh like look we're doing this kind of like just because it's like you know these people are actually putting a lot of talent and hard work into understanding how to translate these aesthetics into the 3d form and i'm just really pleased to see how well that is being you know respected at least by teams like this there is no kind of oh hey like it's like a comic book right no they're just doing it just to do it and they're not they're not sort of like presupposing the idea of a whoa doesn't this look just like the book it's more so a it does but they're not overdoing it. And I think that that's really cool to see. I like it a lot. That's yeah. that's so impressive to think that we can have this kind of aesthetics in a 3D game, like you said today. Like, it's it's wild, <laughs> like, when you think about it. Yeah. Like, it's so wild. But, yeah. I, yeah. I'm also curious where this came from, because it's been a while since, like, the Hellboy franchise as not a comic has been like this, but it's mm. really nice to see it not be, like, another movie adaptation. Like, it's... Mm. Uh, I think this is actually even being like co-executive produced by Dark Horse. Um, it's yeah, not licensed. So, yeah. It's not directly licensed. It's actually being produced, which you oh, can really? tell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I think is why it's actually called Mike Mignola's Hellboy Web of Weird. Yeah. Or Word. Nice. Because I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it looks so much like uh, his his comics, and um, I, I suspect uh, uh, you're asking like, where did this come from? Um, I think maybe at least part of the inspiration was. Um, 
Do you guys remember several years back, there was a uh, Japanese artist that started recreating Hellboy and Mike Mignola art yes. in 3D? And just doing oh, it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I remember. Yeah. And then Nara? I can't remember. I think um, it's Nara Ken. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I actually asked him on Twitter earlier today in anticipation of this podcast if he worked on this because um, that, 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 his, his work got passed around a lot. Like, uh, you know, we uh, at my company at Bidig, we were studying like, you know, his techniques. We were like, oh, that's like really innovative what he's doing. And, um, you know, I think he, he made like his shaders, uh, you know, available online. He was very open about his process. So I, I suspect that must have like at least figured somewhere into like, people being like, hey, like, look at this. Like, look, we can make this in real time in 3D. Like, yeah. And so I asked him if he worked on it. And he said, um, oh, thanks for remembering me. I'm really happy, uh, but I'm not involved in this work. Uh, yeah, which is, uh, you know, I, I, unfortunate. It would have been cool if they hired him. But, uh, you know, it says, uh, it would be a great honor if the results I published had an impact on this game. As a fan, I'm looking forward to the release of this game. That's all class, Mr. Narakin. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Narakin, N-A-R-A-K-E-N 3655. A really amazing 3D artist. Uh, also, what's yeah. interesting is that the, the developers of this game actually made a game before called West of Dead that I didn't know about. Yes. And, oh. uh, and this, the game oh. already had a kind that of makes so much Mike Minola yes, yes. aesthetics. So the, it feels like uh, it, I think it the, like the, 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 this one is their third game and they've been apparently like progressing on this aesthetics for a while. So yeah, that, that feels like the... A good a good catch, you know, to have this studio to yeah. to do it. Maybe they pitch it. Oh, it's yeah. like Perfect. like like studios pitch things all the time. It, so yeah, it, yeah. It definitely strikes me as a bit of a um, like what uh, Telltale used to do, where like there was a specific style that they're very good at, and they just leaned into it. Um, so yeah, this is upstream arcade, um, but totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Also, did, did y'all see on the? It was this wasn't the trailer, but this is also a, a roguelike, a roguelike. Oh, it's it's Hellboy? a roguelike. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Mm, didn't and, know. And, and, and I'll be honest, this is this is gonna sound really bad, but I'm gonna say it anyway. <clears throat> Usually, when games like this come out, I expect them to only be like on the Switch, and I I think for some people that's important, but for a lot of people, I think it means that they take it less seriously. But this game is actually gonna be for PS4, PS5, PC, Switch. I don't actually I don't know if they announced the Switch a uh, Switch version yet, mm -hmm. but I was actually like, oh, I actually really like that they're gonna put this out on all of the major consoles. It doesn't it doesn't it isn't just like oh another Switch comic book game. Um, I think it's it's a, taking it a bit more seriously. Mm. But it, it, so yeah. I just want to point out yeah. that I this is the part of the Game Awards that I missed. Okay. I did not see this trailer until just now, and I had to put myself on mute as to maintain a level of professionalism for this podcast because I would have been screaming my head off. Uh, I am overwhelmingly impressed with the visual confidence that this game has. Um, that legit feels like a Mike Mignola comic come to life. Uh, everything about its movement, like everything about how the game feels... Uh, it feels distinctly as if this is like a Hellboy game, not a, well, the movie, we got a movie that came out and we're just going to make some schlock and put it out just because it's going to make money. Like it, <laughs> it, 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 it feels like 
uh, someone sat down and said, no, we really want to make a Hellboy game and we want it to feel like the comics and that you're, you're, you're really in that world. So, um, you know, and this this goes back to something that Thomas says, this is a wonderful time to be in where 3d games can actually capture, uh, something that we would have assumed would have been forever locked in like a 2d, uh, thing, you know, like, like it was like, oh, you could make a 3d game look like this, you know, not that long ago. Um, and now we're at a point where the technology is allowing us to be more expressive. Um, I, I think that it would be great if more companies incorporated this in a way that makes sense. Um, you know, and I, without saying too much on that, I just, I'm very happy to see, uh, growth in that area. Um, because now it's to a point where, you know, people can really continue to be even more expressive. Uh, not to say that I have anything against uh, bald space marines and like, you know, a lot of like poor, the pores in people scan or anything like that. I think all those things in terms of stylized realism have their place. But uh, it is very refreshing to see uh, this type of expression being done in 3D. So I'm thankful that this is continuing to happen and continuing to expand. A breath of fresh air for sure. I definitely agree with that. Having something having its place is definitely a very good way to put that. But this is as you've just really put there, like it, it does feel rejuvenating. It feels nice to see that somebody can see this as like not just like a cool thing to do, but like a viable product because like it is, you know? It, it's gonna have a really, really intriguing place out here and I'm gonna be really happy to see it come out. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I'm definitely picking this up. Oh, just a note. Um, I just checked to make sure this is actually this is coming out on freaking everything. It's even coming out on last gen consoles. Uh, nice. Like I said, that warms my heart. I want to see games like this come out on on every platform, um, especially last gen, because then it's uh, this gives it much more uh, availability. Yeah. Um, I was also mentioning I, I encourage everybody if you're into Hellboy, look up the PR materials in the Steam page for this. I actually feel like the trailer doesn't do this game justice just from looking at some of the screenshots and looking at some of the animation of the gameplay that they've released the the trailer's cool don't get me wrong where he's like fighting like a werewolf looking thing um but the um some of the other materials actually do a better job of showing what the game looks like stylistically um and especially in motion um the environments are also really cool that's that isn't really shown off in the trailer but yeah super exciting mm. this is so impressive this is so great it's it's, it's so cool yeah it's so crazy that it genuinely makes yeah. me so happy seeing this stuff. Oh, God, it's so crazy yeah, that one. It's so crazy that it, it technically it's feasible to have this kind of you know rendering like <laughs> just like yeah the 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 eye resolution helps you know having the clean lines and, and and stuff like that of course but yeah the, I, I we shouldn't be surprised because you know guilty gear. Exert and Strive exist, so <laughs> probably yes. everything is possible now. But yeah, it's, this is it's this is true. It's still like mind blowing. But it but it it goes back to the conversations that we've had though, where it's like it's nice to see this being expanded in different styles, also, yeah. right? Like I love what Arxis is doing. Don't get me wrong, I do. Like I'm a huge fan of like Strive, but uh, I remember one day, you know, Thomas and I were talking, and he was just like. You know, like, I, I, I'm, I would be more curious to see what else can be done, basically, uh, within this type of, like, specific expression of, like, uh, aesthetic in 3D. And to see something like Hellboy and Mike Manola's style 
be so confidently emulated and something that's a living, breathing game engine that you can play, not just a rigged cutscene. Like that is like a, that's an amazing feat. Um, I really hope that people, regardless of what console you have, like consider it and give it a shot because stuff like this, I, for me, like stuff like that warms my heart that people can be more expressive with 3D and that like now it's just like, well, you can make the games that you want, you know, Mm -hmm. you can, you really can make the games that you want. And that's something that, uh, I don't know, I, 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 that holds a lot of importance to me. So seeing it is wonderful. Um, I want to play it, but now it makes me wish that they could go back and do a gun grade game like this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be a good style for a gun grave game. Yeah. I'll Absolutely say, magical. <laughs> yeah, the new Gungrave is pretty cool, though. You should yes, it is. Agree. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. That game is that game is awesome on its own. I definitely don't want to say anything that, that. I think maybe we uh, that that might be the next podcast. <laughs> yes, could be. Yeah. Yes, yes, please. So while we're talking about uh, indie games that deserve our attention, uh, maybe we can transition to talking about uh, Replaced. That's oh, also. Um, so this, I, I mentioned that, um, cause this is also as a one where, again, it warms my heart to see it actually coming out cause it was announced in 2021. Uh, it's like a kind of a, it's a 2d side scroller, like kind of post-apocalyptic where like it takes place in the 1980s in America though. Um, very like combination of 3d art and pixel art, re- really like unique, uh, like really fun looking, interesting style. Um, it's a side scroller more or less. Um, oh. But the, again, it was announced in 2021, and I don't remember why, but I think the 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 war in Ukraine was cited as the reason why it was delayed. But uh, so so it was one of those games where I actually wasn't expecting to hear much from it again, and I was excited to see uh, a trailer for it. And I think they even have an announcement date for it. Um, mm. But it it's got a lot of really nice art style mm. to it. It's it's it looks like it's voxel instead of uh, yes. of 2D and pixels, yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's very very interesting. The rendering is very pretty. Like that's uh, uh, it. It looks just like um, the last night. Do you, do you guys yeah, remember yeah. that? I remember this one. I thought about yeah, it. Yeah, I, but the last night didn't came out, didn't it? It's still not out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, been. Uh, it's one of those uh, games that's you know just been in development forever. I think. I, I think I remember it's that was announced. Like, I think it's over because I remember the. I think it was a French game and the. the yeah. The director of the it game came. said it was over or they couldn't finish or something like that. I, oh, really? I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure, huh. but I remember the game was in trouble in, in development L apparently for, for some time, so I'm not sure. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really well, innovated say, though, on that oh, book. Yeah. Oh, good. I, good. I was just about to say. I, there, there are so many awesome people out there working on games that have been able to so nicely blend both, again, like the understanding of pixel art and materials within pixel art and also adding in different areas of like a PBR type approach to that with respect to 3D. It's really cool to just watch people, for example, throw in really awesome, shiny, glossy floors over like genuine, over genuinely really cool like pixel art like animation. <laughs> it's just, it's odd to look at, but it's cool to look at when you sort of can look at what's happening a bit more like technically too. Like just literally seeing some of the people, for example, when people worked on Eastwood, for example, another game that utilized a lot of this, they were oh, able yeah, to do a really, yeah. yeah, exactly. They were able to do a really cool mixture of different types of maps 
regarding how it is that pixels are kind of like seen like over for example different types of textures and like when when for example you're adding in you know different types of lights all around like a different scene or whatever like watching light bounce off and react on a different type of material but your eyes are seeing that as like pixelated like squares but seeing it act as another type of material itself like mixing these things is really hard to do but it's really interesting and I've just been just watching here, for example, the fact that when you when you're watching someone, for example, walk across like a street, right, and like the closer to the camera, sort of like shot just below like where the character's walking, that looks like sort of like slush and ice and hail on like the ground. But like you know that those are just like specific, you know, like pixels. Those are just like those are singular squares like to your eyes, but like mm. they're acting as like snow and light and like like as if it's being like refracted off by like, by a, a, a whiter light behind everything. Like it's incredible. Just like looking at that happening in real time is just it's it's awesome um this is what i've been waiting for for a very 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 long time and like it's mm. not it's not like my um it's not my favorite 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 thing per se but like i have an immense amount of respect for the people who wield such vast technical graphical technical knowledge and are able to sort of like mix such areas of like pixel art as a medium together with like a pbr based approach in my opinion i think it's i think, I think it's incredible. yeah yeah, I, I think this game really pulls it off well. Like, like, um, so. like you were saying. Like, uh, you know, uh, sometimes like I, I don't necessarily like the high bit look most of the time because a lot of times mm. it's just like you know just just throw some like quasi realistic lighting like on onto some pixel art. It doesn't mesh that well. But this like like you were saying like it blends so well and it's such like a heady mixture when it works and. And the pixel art itself is really good. Like they're not hiding it behind like all these effects. Like it, mm -hmm. even if you stripped all the lighting away, it would be like a beautiful pixel art game. Like it's really, really nicely the, done. This like, is also one of those games that uh, I've been sharing a lot of screenshots in the chat, but it's one of the ones where once it's in motion, it really comes together. Like not that the screenshots don't look beautiful and atmospheric. They, they look really good. But once it's in motion, you really see how impressive it is. Um, mm -hmm. It it really it really fits together, and I kind of agree. Like I'm actually not a not typically a big fan of the style. It's not exactly the same thing, but I feel like games like Octopath Traveler didn't just pull this, that. didn't yes. pull it off quite as well. Yeah. Even though I do think that's still a worthwhile game, uh, this one feels a yeah. lot more controlled. It, much more so. I'm so glad you mentioned that because like an octopath, it, to me, like an octopath traveler, they they misapply some of the some of the rules of like why is it we view pixel art with our eyes a certain way. And this game, they sort of they they, they understand them in, in a in a in a much more sort of like well conduced uh, fashion. For example, one thing about octopath traveler for me, for example, is the fact that like everything in that game, it feels as if it's been kind of like cut and pasted and then like flipped up. It's kind of like a book for example as if everything's too flat whereas the, yeah. the idea of like laying uh, for example the idea of depth in octopath traveler like it feels as if everything is just a little bit too close to you to like look at because like you want to look at the details of things right but at the same time once you get to see it it doesn't feel as if like there's enough depth within the actual texture like itself you know i mean things feel too flat Things feel too. Things feel too, a bit too pasted on, kind of. It's, it's yeah. a bit hard to explain, but yeah, I, I thought of it. Yeah. I thought of it because of what Richmond said about the idea of sometimes studios will take pixel art and then just apply an atmospheric lighting engine to it. Yes. And and like I said, I I really think Octopath um, from a gameplay and story perspective is still worth playing, but compared the comparing these two games, I I feel like the for people kind of thinking about if they've seen like a voxel lighting style game, um, it's just it's 
far more th this game like what replaced is doing um feels like they have a lot more understanding and control of how to apply pixel art and realistic lighting together whereas i think and also like uh, to be fair the developer behind octopath travel their newer games have gotten more nuanced i think they were kind of learning the tool set Absolutely. but it is it is worth being aware that um i think there is a difference between making this style work and um you know kind of struggling against making pixel art you know like, like classic really like vi visible pixels voxel style art work so yeah absolutely that, that that's one of the intriguing things as well just like the the mixing of, of these you know like there are some really uh, there's some really great voxel artists like out there who exist online uh there's just oh, gosh, there's, there's far too many to mention but like yeah it, it's just something that i think is really intriguing and i think that if people want they should like actually get into more like voxel art too just go to a site voxelmade.com that's where i go to check out a lot of that stuff just generally but you'll find a lot of really cool awesome voxel artists so karma is one of them it's just a bunch like there's just so many Jesper Duffy like Mr. Aaron like there's just, there are a lot of really awesome voxel artists out there who have done wonderful work for years and years Alex Flores like there's a lot and I've been someone who has been a massive like admirer of this work specifically for such a long time and these super extremely extremely talented and skilled individuals who have gone on to push their own workflows specifically specific to them and also sort of like shared as well so i think that get into pixel art get into voxel art check out voxel made type in voxel art on twitter type in pixel art on twitter just have a look around and see what's out there because like i, I promise you like if you like this the replaced game that there's so much more out that's out there that's like this and better and similar and awesome to you it'll be fine it'll be great check it out just to, to correct myself, uh, apparently The Last Night is not cancelled, as Tim Soret, the creator, one mm -hmm. of the co-creators of the game, is, uh, is still talking about it on Twitter. But uh, yeah, the game is not ready uh, uh, yet. So yeah, uh, and mm. apparently it changed yeah. a little bit. So yeah, uh, and I'm not sure where they are right now, but uh, the game is not cancelled. Cool. Oh, okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, hey, more, more for us than I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next. Okay, onward. Next. Onward, are, onward, we, onward. Are, are we ready for the, the heavy one? Oh, my God. Ah, the, yeah. The, the big one? Let's, let's do it. it. Let's do it. Let's do the, 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 the giant metal elephant in the room. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> okay, the most shocking announcement. Oh, my God. I cannot believe there's... A new armored core. <laughs> not only that, like yeah. yes. like a proper numbered sequel. Like not a reboot, not a side story. They're taking all the goodwill from Elden Ring and putting it into this game that will, you know, fulfill the dreams of like some hardcore fans. Like th this is a niche game, and I I just want to say like I really respect them for for doing this because they could they could push out another Dark Souls. Like they could yeah. make a sequel to like a far more popular game that they've done, but they are going back to like, you know, their, I, their, I just, their roots. I just want to want to say it's this so hit cool. me yeah. to your point, Richard. This hit me right in the heart because as much as I I like Souls like games, what I know in my heart from Software Four is stuff like Armored Core and Evergrace and like other games they made prior to like and and like. The original Armored Core introduced a lot of mechanics that got merged into Souls-like games that I think people do not know came from Armored Core. So I, I'm with you. They they did not have to do this. They could have let it fade into into obscurity, and probably most people would never have known that From Software made these games. 
Yeah, yeah. So there we get Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon, and it's it's such a beautiful trailer. Like it, it yeah. was a really striking trailer. Yeah, that's so. Would, that, would love to hear what you guys felt when you yeah. saw it. I, I saw when I saw it, I was very surprised because first I I've never played any Armored Core or even watched Either. what it is. I just know the name, yep. you know. And so when I saw the the trailer, what I enjoyed the most i would say is the um, once again we've already talked about this in previous episodes but basically how they applied the kind of desperation and sublime aesthetics of from software mm. to robots and you're like <laughs> they can't keep they can't keep going you know they how do they do that like you watch the trailer and you're like okay it feels like the the very uh, it, it feels like the moments in Terminator, you know, in the future, in Terminator One and Two, like the desperation yes. uh -huh. that you feel when you when you look at this, at those uh, those moments in the in the movies. It it made me feel like this, and maybe because the the, the music is made, you know, of sense that are very, very 80s uh, sounding. But yeah, I, I watched it and I was like, oh my god, it feels frightening actually you know yeah. it doesn't feel like very very fun to be in this world and it doesn't feel very uh, safe and, <laughs> and everything so i was like yeah that that feels like a from Soft software game but with robots so yeah i i, I mean yeah. basically <laughs> One thing which really intrigued me was the fact that, like, okay, as someone again who's also like, like Thomas, like, never played an armored core title myself, like, just the sheer size of like each of these different like mecha mechanical just beings, like the way it's the way that they move. Like one of them during like the part of the uh, part of the trailer, like it just moves in like a horizontal line. Like it doesn't go up, it doesn't go down. It just moves really yeah. quickly, just like in a line. And I was just like, oh my god! Like just imagining like how large a structure this is, and seeing it all move like together like that. It's just like it's just ridiculous. Like looking at these giant behemoths of metal and iron and steel just clash and crash into each other like just the way that they kind of like drift and turn and just looking at the desolation as well of everywhere else and the decimation of, of, of each of the you know constructs that they're smashing through and just the the breaking of those structures like it's just awesome to look at just you, you I, I was awestruck it was awe-inspiring just looking at the weight of these huge hulking massive battle stations just crashing through stuff into each other and that and that was just in a two minute and 44 second video you know i was like oh yeah. my god like this is this is something major well, this is this is well, incredible. one thing uh i've seen a lot of people saying stuff like oh it's gonna be a souls like or whatever but i think one thing that to your point aj you're talking about a lot of the movement and everything i think that's what the trailer's trying to tell us that it's Maybe there'll be elements, but it's just like with the actual older armor core games, there's going to be a lot of speed and movement. Yeah. Like, that's a big difference. Like, Souls like games are like slow and methodical, armor core games are not. Mm. They are very fast paced. <laughs> and I, and yeah. I, that's what I felt from this trailer is there's some quiet understanding, like, there's some seeing that happening on the horizon or, or going into it, but it but I felt like showing a lot of the movement, like very few of the actual ones that are fighting are stationary, right? Um yeah. and I, I felt like that was intentional. Also there's a uh, sure. thing as well. Oh, well. Apparently the 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 Pierre um 
the Pierre said that the, the the director of the game is the lead gameplay designer of Secure. So yes, it's, oh, wow. it matches, you know, like mm. it, it fits. Yeah. And they also say in the in the PR statement that they're going to incorporate what the studio has been known about in you know fighting an action game, like like take the 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 the, the, the gameplay of Armored Core, but also um, marry it with uh, with their current with the current state of their battle systems. I would say. So yeah, that's uh, that's intriguing because yeah, when you I, I watched a little bit of uh, Amoid Core, the old ones after that, and I was like, it feels very fast, like Sean said. So I was like, oh, are they going to you know make this work? So that's uh, that's interesting. But what what what's really fun about the, um, the trailer or so is the like AJ said the the <laughs> they are so big. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, there are close-ups on very small details on the on the robots because you cannot like apprehend them entirely, and it's so it's so mm. it's it's very smart. Mm -hmm. You know what? It remembers a little. It remembers me. Um, reminds me. Sorry, about how uh, Guillermo del Toro did the the kaiju's in. Um, in, oh yeah, of course. In Pacific Rim, in Pacific yeah. Rim you know, on there's a lot of close-ups on the monsters, the 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 robots, and uh, everything happens in the in the dark, so you cannot completely grasp the size of things, but mm. you know it's huge, you know, and uh, that's very nice that they understand <laughs> that. The, it makes yeah. me really excited to hear that the director is um, from Sekiro, just because like of the Souls likes it. It brought a different mechanical mm -hmm. feel to the game, um, and I, I think like if I if I think about just like the if you think about just the philosophical combat approach of previous armored cores, I my guess would be my very educated guess would be that this is going to be a a combat system about moving in fast paced and then closing the distance to get into melee. I feel like that is you can even see the um, the mech transforming in the trailer. I I think that. <laughs> From software is very much about like showing you things about the game in the trailer. It wasn't just, it was very intentional. And uh, I, I can see a lot of the way that mechanically Sekiro worked versus other Souls games in terms of building toward the engagement. Traversal is, was more important, that kind of thing. So I, I, all those things make a lot of sense to me. That all luck clips into, clips into the, the holes very, very, very cleanly. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to say, so Armored Core from the beginning, it's all about your 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 build, right? Like, what loadout are you going to use for this mission? And um, in a sense, it's, it's kind of, you know, that's pretty important to the Souls games too, right? You want the right weapon, the right equipment for the right mission. But mm -hmm. I would say it's like wildly like different uh, in, in armored core it's like way more dramatic it's 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 even more dramatic than like you know using a uh you know a warrior versus <laughs> like a, a sorcerer right like you you can totally optimize your build for speed and you can be like ridiculously fast like 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 sonic the hedgehog <laughs> like fast right or or you could just be like a big bruiser and you will be like so slow uh, but you can just like just be devastating. But if you don't hit your mark, you know, like it's it's all over for you. And, and there's there's so much control over it. Um, so actually, a lot of the armored core d design philosophy made its way into 
the Souls games. And then on top of that, I think what maybe a lot of people might be surprised to find out is that thematically, the games are really similar too. Like, there's this isn't just like, oh, Armored Core plus Dark Souls or whatever. Like, the games were already like really dark. They've always, I think, a theme of, um, of so many of From Software's games is, uh, you know, this theme of class struggle and how uh, basically just a group of like elite you know, just very, uh, mm. like, a small group of people control all the resources. And life is kind of, like, terrible for everyone who's just fighting for scraps on the fringes. And, like, the, the games have always been about that. And then I feel like they're really, really pushing that with, um, you know, with Part 6, Fires of the Rubicon. Like, I haven't even looked up the story, but you can already tell, like, mm. this is definitely, like, post-ecological collapse corporation just crest forward yeah. anyway no one made I, any attempt to save the environment they just knew okay let's just keep i i can zoom, keep grabbing as much as we can even everything's gonna end we're still gonna keep taking and taking i can give you all a, a short version of what i'm aware of where basically what you see in the trailer is there there is a a, a resource that everyone wants but at the beginning of the story it devastates the entire galaxy and then this is like after that's happened and everyone has returned. So, so it kind of like came back around where they're continuing to fight over this resource that they know devastated the entire galaxy um, via many corporations, which is, again, very, very common on Armored Core. So <laughs> right, right on, Richard. Yeah, man. <laughs> Nice. Like, oh, and I, I just want to point out, um, this is, I was talking to, to Professor Andy. We, we got to bring him back for a proper Armored Core uh, <laughs> oh, podcast. Yeah. But um, he pointed out that, like, in in the lore of Armored Core, like, it's it's always been part of the lore quietly that, like, like force fields are really toxic, right? And I just think about that, like, just sort of, you know, that's cool for lore. It's cool for, like, game balance and stuff. But then it's also, like, the thematic, like, how that ties into the story, you know, like, this thing this invisible shield <laughs> that projects the, protects this giant, you know, iron machine. Like it, it's, it's just toxic. And, but you know, like they needed to protect themselves and they just, they're just going to keep going. Right. That, that just shows you sort of the attitude of the people. They're just committed uh, to, to, to this, right. Like no one even thinks of not fighting, right. There's no peace in sight. It's just like, yeah let's just keep you know more for me and it's just such like yeah. a nightmare world yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like the 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 games are very clashed uh cast oh, sorry sorry um I, i'm so i'm I'm losing my mind right now <laughs> sorry. very class <laughs> conscious like like yeah. in the past games there's missions where like you could be sent to like break up a strike at a factory like you can just be Basically, you're a goon sent in to, to break up the union strike, and or you could choose not to do it. You, you know, you, you could choose, like, but the game doesn't rub your nose in it. It, it just sort of like lets you see this is a harsh world. Like, what do you want to do in there? Yeah. And yeah, mm. it's, it's always had just this really cool, um, mature, uh, just just very harsh uh, uh, narrative and, and setting. Let's let's just oh. one word I'd use to describe this is like desolate. Yeah. Just because yeah. Like, these environments yeah. are just completely just 
devoid of any kind of sort of like organic life. Yeah. And that, that's one thing which I think is a very, very, very important sort of like precursor, not only just to like our own, you know, realistic actual world, but I mean, like, it says so much about like what must have happened for that to take place. And as you were mentioning there, like, just the idea of like a force field being like toxic and like bad for the environment, the very thing which you need to protect yourself, like, that in, that in my mind is it's an encapsula- encapsulation of many of the capitalist structures in which we live, you know, like the, the thing that's best for us is the worst for everything else around us. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then what? And we're in too better, deep. We can't give it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a sunk cost fallacy, right? It's just the idea of, yeah. you know, we've, we've done so much already. How could we ever, you know, not continue this way? You know, because like, again, if you look at the ways in which they're already, um, they're already like destroying things. For example, even at the very start, there was something that I noticed very specifically about how, like, at the very start of the uh, video, there's like a there's this big kind of flare that like goes off and sort of erodes uh, and like burns and destroys and just over, just just absolutely just annihilates everything else around it. But like, there's a, there are lots of lots of structures sort of like to the left side that is so left side of the screen, which like just again larger than like mountains there are huge mountain ranges ranges and there are these large structures that to me look like a forest they look like trees and it looks like you know mm. these are being burned away by like a giant explosion caused by what i can only presume to be like one of the vast uh, networks of just like just evil areas of like different societies in this world i'm, I'm guessing and yeah I, I just really think that it could be a really cool sort of like way to look at that just seeing that you know seeing the natural burned away in place of the unnatural it, it's really interesting I, yeah. I just realized something that's not snow that's just yeah, all that's, ash that's ash yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. ash yeah. oh my god and and what's even more um, frightening and actually what makes the, the trailer even more gloomy is that we don't see any human in the trailer yeah like it's the mm-hmm. that's really the thing that well, makes well so I, I will say that if the, the entire name of the series Armored Core is the core is a human. Yeah. It's it's okay. an armored core around the human. That's actually why mm. they actually show it in the trailer. One, you can see one there was kind of blood. It's implying oh, that they stabbed right. the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, I, I it's, it's a rough, it's a rough yeah, situation, yeah. yeah. I thought it was grease yeah, yeah. or oil or something uh, like that. I thought, I thought it would have been oil too, yeah. but yeah, that, that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's almost certainly them, yeah, winning then stabbing the pilot, <laughs> the, mm. the core. Mm. It's rough. Really cool. like it's dark. Okay. Good vibes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A mysterious new substance was discovered on the remote planet Rubicon 3 as an energy source. This substance was expected to dramatically advance humanity's technological and communications capabilities. Instead, the substance caused a, cat- a catastrophe that engulfed the planet and the surrounding stars in flames and storms, forming a burning star system. Almost half a century later, wow. the same substance resurfaced on Rubicon 3, a planet now contaminated and sealed off by the catastrophe. Extraterrestrial corporations and resistance groups fight over control of the substance. The, play- the player infiltrates Rubicon as an independent mercenary and finds himself in a struggle over the substance with the corporations and other factions. So yeah, that's a... <laughs> Good vibe. That is something. <laughs> yeah. The best vibes. Mm-hmm. The best yeah. vibes. Delightful. God. Absolutely. Yeah. It, such, such a positive I just note. <laughs> yeah. Want to point out, like uh, Rubicon is uh, the 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 bounding line, right? In a, in in you know in games and stuff, and sort of the, the, like it's it's that's the line that like you cross, right? And once you cross it, you're you're committed to whatever it is you're you're doing, right? Like that's yeah. 
I, I would uh, bring my Latin class uh, history knowledge here. So if y'all are all familiar with crossing the Rubicon was when Julius Caesar crossed the Rubicon River, which was considered the dividing line into Italy going toward Rome. Mm. And he famously said, Ilia acta est, which is the die is cast. <laughs> Once oh, you wow. cross the, <laughs> so crossing the Rubicon became a way of saying, uh, crossing a point of no return. So when the Roman army crossed the, the Rubicon moving toward Rome, the, the war uh, with Julius Caesar was inevitable. So uh, I agree. Wow. The, the choice of Rubicon here is a very, very clear one. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to make a quick joke. It's just like Rubicon is a thing here which we drink. It's like a, it's a name of a oh, drinks really? company. Yeah, it's a, it's the name of a drinks company that like create all different types of like drinks. They do like sparkling juices and water. They do like just like soft drinks as well. They've got like black cherry raspberry flavored, orange and mango flavored drinks. Like mango flavored Rubicon is one of my favorite drinks. Or, like their passion. Oh, drink. that sounds great. One of my favorite drinks like ever. But like, yeah, they've been very, very, very like popular so if anybody is ever over in england i'll get you the rubicon i'll be sick <laughs> yeah nice but yeah nice one for oh. the latin there though sean sean's always good with that that's, that's cool <laughs> yeah all right oh, guys man, i, I think it's time to wind wind things down yeah let's wrap it up okay mm. all right that that was that was real fun um whew. oh man Thanks, thanks for uh, making making this call. I know, um, you know, we, we this, yeah. this is truly the World War Here podcast. Like so many <laughs> different time zones represented, but um, yeah, I, I appreciate you guys always uh, making time for this every week. All right, and to our dear listeners, thank you for you know tuning in, hanging out with us. Uh, thanks for making it to the end of this uh, podcast. Um, yeah, if, if you'd enjoyed, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's where, uh, you know, we, where we always, uh, tweet out, uh, you know, whenever the new ones come out, follow us at art eater podcast, A R T E A T E R podcast. Uh, and if you want to catch up on the old podcast, the, the previous ones go head on over to arteater.com. That's A R T dash E A T E R.com. Um, yeah, just click on the podcast section or read some articles, have some fun. Um, and I'm your host, Richmond. Uh, yeah, I love being here chatting with my, my good friends, uh, every week. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter. You can uh, shoot me a line, you know, uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, you can find me at Richmond Lee, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D underscore L-E-E. Um, yeah, I also love posting about art and animation and, uh, yeah, I make games for a living. Follow and, him for um, the Richmond Geek Game League game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richmond Lee presents. Richmond Lee trademark TM, you know. <laughs> right. yeah. Um yes. Well, anyways, please follow uh, Bidegg. That's the the studio yeah. Bidegg's games. Uh, we we got one uh, coming out called Zeka Tactics, also a uh, mecha game. We're very big Armored Core fans. Although we're making a uh, turn-based strategy game, not 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 a full-on action game, so so you can buy both our games. They're very complimentary. <laughs> uh, you can follow, um, yeah, follow us uh, on Twitter. That's Zeka Tactics, Z E C H A T A C T I C S. Um, and we also just announced uh, the second game mm -hmm. that we have in development called uh, Lost and Found Co. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm really excited to finally announce that one because that's. Uh, 
Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like the uh, art director of writing uh, Zaka Tactics, whereas um, Lost and Found Co. is actually uh, spearheaded by younger members of our team. So we're, we're based in Thailand. And um, yeah, like probably the average age of the person working on Lost and Found Co. is like 20 something. Like it's a lot of young, hungry. Oh, that's awesome. It's uh, just uh, this is going to be the first original game that they're shipping together. And it's, it's looking really cool. I'm so excited. It's a. It looks really, really good. I've seen a, a lot, a lot more of it than other games that Richmond's teams worked on, but it's it's really, really cool. It's got a lot yeah. of love in it. A lot of love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, we just announced the Twitter for that one, and that one is at underscore underscore first lost and found co lost and found co. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be posting a lot more in the, in the coming weeks, so uh, please check that out. And mm -hmm. fellas, uh, let everyone know what what you're up to and how how people can uh, follow along. Oh, I'm Sean. You can follow me at Daborsk, uh, D A B O R S K. Um, I talk about PC gaming, talk about design stuff, UX. Um, elite design teams at NZXT, PC gaming company. So I talk about PC gaming. Uh, I don't normally like uh, hawk like NZXT products on here, other than like mentioning them a company. But I will mention that we just came out with a um, a cool product that I think is worth people looking at that might care about this. It's a uh, collaboration we did with Dwarf Factory. They're artisan keycaps for Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, but they're like just very carefully handcrafted, like um, bombs and like cool looking keycaps that. Um, we did in collaboration with them, so we, we kind of like very quietly announced it. I mean, we had a couple of you know tweets and whatever, but it, it's for us, it's not the kind of product that we, we typically offer. But like I said, they're very handcrafted, and I want also people to know about Dwarf Factory, which is, like I said is an artisan keycap. So if you're into mechanical keyboards of any any type, <laughs> they handcraft these, and like uh, they're ridiculously detailed. Um, so the keycaps are pretty expensive. Um, yeah. Again, not not like officially, <laughs> not officially <laughs> backed by by my company or anything. I'm just uh, really excited about them, and I want people to know about them. They are limited, but um, if you like the aesthetic of Armored Core and things, or uh, obviously Rainbow Six, it's got a very kind of gritty, uh, realistic thing. But it's it's just like I really appreciate um, a lot of new products coming out that are just very carefully handcrafted. So uh, otherwise for me, um, I've been doing a lot of mentoring on adplist.org. Um, it's free both directions. There's also uh, a lot of other design product and marketing people on there. So if you're looking to get into the game industry, you need help with uh, getting a job, you're, you're struggling to get a job or you need a portfolio review or need to practice interview questions. Uh, it's a great site to go to for all that. And I believe they just announced a pretty significant round of funding uh, for the, the platform, adplist.org. So uh, it's, it's a great site. I recommend it. Find me on there. And that's me. All right. Uh, this is James Stanley. I am the resident fighting game expert here at Art Eater. Uh, when I'm not actually playing fighting games, I'm actually creating awesome character designs, storyboard work for animation games and uh i'm also 
running a Patreon where uh, if you are interested in learning more about my influences and the process that I actually go through for my illustrations, uh, you can find tutorials there um, as well as sneak peeks at my own project that I'm working on called Part-Time Shuffle. Uh, you know, again, that is on my Patreon. My Patreon is patreon.com slash beefykunoichi. And my Twitter is also beefykunoichi with an underscore in it. So that is B-E-E-F-Y underscore K-U-N-O-I-C-H-I. And uh, I talk a lot about fighting games there, uh, animation, um, and uh, just how I feel about fighting games in general. Um, from a game design perspective, competitively, and from an artistic perspective. So if you're into any of those things, uh, check me out on my Twitter and my Patreon at BPKunoichi. So I'm Thomas. I'm the web uh, the web guy <laughs> for Archita, <laughs> I would say. And um, yeah, I, I don't have anything to plug right now. I'm working on uh, on something actually uh, a fighting game related platform. I'll talk about it later when it's a bit more ready and uh, ready to go public. But it's going to be cool. I'm go gonna explain to you, James, after the the um, after the podcast is over. I think you're going to be excited oh, oh, oh. about it. So yeah, right. uh, very happy to mm -hmm. be there again. Very very happy to talk with you guys. Uh, so you can follow me on, t on Twitter at Thomasaurus, so T-H-O-M-A-S-O-R-U-S. -S uh, my website has the same name, .com, where I post stuff like tutorials about web development, journaling, and uh, I don't know, projects, stuff like that. It's like digital garden stuff and, and wiki, personal wiki stuff. Like recently I've been, hmm. I've been doing uh, um, lessons about uh, algorithms and data structures so i've been putting my, my notes online and i'm like i feel like a, a, a back to school that was super fun so yeah like uh, not a, not a lot of things to, uh, right now but uh, it will come so yeah in the meantime go and uh, see what all the others are doing they're doing great things oh awesome yeah, definitely give Thomas a follow. He's definitely a super cool guy out there. I think that everybody here does awesome stuff all of the time. But yeah, it just makes me really happy seeing everyone shining and just in their bag, so to speak. But yeah, sub everybody. It's Adam. Please be here once again, as always. It's your favorite game, level designer, pixel artist, and international tag on a fighter. It's always great to be back here with the crew, and this one was a blast. I loved talking about all these new games. I'm really excited to see how 2023 shapes up. But yeah, I go by AJ on Twitter. You can find me over there at AJ Mattis. So that's AJ. M-A-T-T-I-S. Uh, I love to share and retweet all kinds of cool art and creative projects that I see. But if anyone else needs any pixel art related work or needs help regarding it, I'm also active at the moment, so please do get in touch. And if you like anything I have to say here, you can drop me a follow so that you can hear even more of it. So yeah, um, oh yeah, also feel free to like drop messages through. My DMs are always open, but people do this occasionally and it's super, super nice, and I'm very, very happy to receive any art eater fan-based comment or just general message that we get it's super nice and it happens and it's just awesome so yeah take care everybody stay safe have a wonderful rest of the winter period and we will see you all again very very soon from lots of love or from all of us take care and peace see ya bye bye see ya <laughs> there.